0: Welcome to the Embrace Her Legacy podcast, the number one personal development classroom for millennial women, hosted by Embrace Her Legacy founder and CEO, Maria I. Melendez. Ladies, get ready to evoke your feminine confidence and be inspired to master your relationship with yourself so you can fabulously live your legacy. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. Don't forget to visit us at EmbraceHerLegacy.com, where you can support our mission by making a donation of any amount or sign up to become part of our community of volunteers and supporters, the Embrace Her Legacy Collective. Our vision is for every woman and every girl to defeat her inner saboteur, master her relationship with self, and live out her legacy unapologetically. Enjoy the podcast.
1: on everybody welcome to the embrace her legacy podcast this is the spring summer season 2022 today's episode is going to be fun and opinionated i know that much (laughs) it is called the independent woman is she for us or is she against us and i have a panel this is the first time i have it's four of us it's four of us that are opinionated and got something to say Um, Before we jump right in, I just want everybody to go ahead and introduce themselves. Everyone on this panel has already been on a podcast, so introduce yourself to the people, and then we'll jump into the juiciness.
2: Um, I guess I'll go first. My name is Dana Blair, and I'm a TV correspondent and producer. Short and
3: sweet. My name is Rhonda Landison. Out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, above all, I am a uh, proud husband now. Uh, also, a producer. Of Nothing Short of Greatness Productions produce podcasts. Uh, Healing circles. Um, focus on therapy, self-love, and community. That
4: love. That Can, you, can y'all hear me?
1: Yep, we hear you. All
4: right, perfect. I go by the name of the young exec, King Carl, youth motivational speaker, best-selling author. I am a writing coach, and we've published over 100 best-selling authors in the last 18 months and counting, and I I own the number one recording studio, podcast studio, photography studio in the state of the state.
1: Okay, so I told y'all Carl got a million hats, all right? <laughs> Carl has a million hats. So um we are going to jump right in, and y'all know I like to start my episodes with really my inspiration and why I decided to have uh this this conversation. So honestly, the objective is just really to have an open dialogue on our thoughts about the strong Black woman and the stereotype of the strong Black woman and how that influences our dating, our relationships. I specifically chose uh, Rondell and Carl because Rondell is recently married. Um, And I know Carl, if, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure, but I'm like, Carl, I don't think you got married yet. So I wanted a, a single man, and I wanted a man who is in a marriage, and then I, Dana and I, who both were not married, uh, we're both, you know, not married. I, I'm just going to keep it as that. Not married yet. <laughs> What's your status, Maria? I'm not married.
2: That's all I'm going to oh, tell. Tell us more. <laughs>
1: Y'all in my business already, Danny, you already know all my business.
2: I'm serious. Inquiring No.
1: <laughs> I am not married yet. <laughs> But I just wanted to talk about that. And my inspiration honestly came when I entered my uh, relationship last year. And I was like, this independent woman thing is not as fly as they make it out to be, <laughs> because um, and I say that to say, like, I didn't know the power in partnership until I did get with some with, with um uh, with someone. And I remember there was a specific instance, Dana. I remember I told you this. Where it was last year graduation season, and I went to two different graduation parties, one with him and one without him. So the one that I did that I didn't go with him was for my nephew. And I had to, you know, you know, you put money in a card. So because it was just me, my nephew got $30, right? He's graduating middle school. I was like $30, he'll be fine, right? <laughs> the next weekend, my I went to my niece's graduation party. She also she was graduating from Elementary school, because I was with him, he put 20, I put 20, she got $40. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> there is power in partnership. And I had prided myself in being this strong, independent woman. And I was just like, yeah, there's power in partnership. And then even in adjusting to me dating someone, especially someone who is a personality, he's like, yo shoot a good you know so I had to learn how to kind of like take off my cape and trust a man to leave so I kind of just wanted to have that conversation there so I want to jump right in and I want to and I want to talk about I guess this is specifically to Dana and, and the men can jump in here what does being an independent woman mean to you? And to the men, I guess you could tell what is your experience around the independent woman?
2: Okay, I'm going to say this twofold. I think being an independent woman, I can define that. But also, I think we need to be cognizant of how other people projecting their insecurities on what does it mean to be an independent woman onto you. Uh So first things first, I'm a daddy's girl. Maria knows this. Yes,
1: she is. We know We know Donald Johnson, honey.
2: <laughs> true and true. And the way I was raised in the heart of central Louisiana is um, my father raised me to always speak up for myself. My father raised me to respect myself and respect my body. My livelihood and my well does not have to depend on another person mm-hmm. I think for myself to ask for the same amount of money that my counterparts are making. I was taught all of those things, but I was also taught that a man still has to be a man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I identify, cause I'm going to say it as i I'm a heterosexual woman who dates men. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, I'm using pronouns based upon my experience, mm-hmm. but for me to, uh, so, 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 you know, it's not to be mistreated, but I can't, rule everything all the time right i can stand on my own but i choose to be in a partnership if that makes sense so that's the way i was raised so me being independent is i could do everything for myself i don't have to prove that to anybody i don't have to prove that to myself like that's fine but um i think being independent is a con- for me, a conscious choice, yes, I can stand alone or do insert whatever here, but I choose to be in a partnership with someone because I feel like this is a compliment to my life and not a necessity to my life.
1: Well said, Miss Blair.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Did any of the men want to chime in on this?
3: I don't know if I can add to that.
1: Right? She <laughs> said it so
2: eloquently.
3: No, that's, that was, that was perfect. I know. Oh, oh, at least at least I agree with everything she said
2: but, but if I could if I could just add an extension there are those that say I'm a strong independent woman I don't need this what are you gonna bring in my life and, da, 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 da. and you're like that's a lot and I can't like even I'm like oh girl I couldn't date you mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. because it's a lot you know so I just had to define how I view independent.
1: and <laughs> girl since you brought it up, let's jump right in because that was one of my questions. Like, I think there's a difference in what Dana, would you so eloquently and beauty beautifully said, which I wholeheartedly agree with, and then the juxtaposition to that, where it's I'm a, I don't need anything, I, I'm a, I am i do not need nobody, I'm battle by myself. Where to me and my experiences running into women like this, that's normally a root of bitterness there. Um, and, and that's just my experiences to the woman who identify that. So I kind of wanted to explore that. Like, why do you think sometimes women can lead with that overwhelming sense of, I don't need a man for nobody. I'm all by myself. <laughs> I don't need you. Um, why do you, why do you think that that may be?
2: I think it's just, a, I think it's a defense mechanism. I think it's a defense mechanism from a place of hurt. Um, because, you know, what is it, Macbeth? My lady doth protest too much. You know, you don't have to, you sh- you don't have to lead with that energy. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that energy should speak for itself. But I just, th- I think it's a, it's, a, it's a defense mechanism. I think you're trying to weed through the BS up front. I think you're trying to ward off certain things up front. Um, and it comes from negative experiences. And I don't, you know, poo-poo, okay. if you will, those individuals that I just don't necessarily know if that's always a healthy approach. I don't believe that's a healthy approach.
1: Okay. Men, what has been your experience in either dating or, uh, you know, maybe women in uh, your, you know, your, maybe your, your,
5: your circles, circles,
1: you know, with, with you know, with with, woman with, with that you. mindset?
5: Prondell is thinking.
3: <laughs> I was gonna let the call go, but um, I missed the question. Uh, back? Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, so the question was in regards to, because Dana brought up, as she eloquently stated, what an independent woman is to her. But then there's to juxtaposition to that. There's this sense of the woman who says, I'm independent. I don't need nobody. I'm bad all by myself, right? And we're talking about like our experiences, one, as women, you know, with that. And then I want the question was, as men, what has been your experiences with either dating women like that, women in your circles, your families, uh, your circles of influence, anything like that?
4: Um, you, I tend to stay away from women who lead with that because wow. that, show, that shows me that you're not in position to even be dating because your guard is so high, your hurt level is so high and you're scorned at this moment and you're projecting that on me.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, that, that shows me you're still hurt and you have some healing to do before we can be in an emotionally intelligent non-toxic relationship. So you're wearing your emotions on your sleeve just by leading with that. So I know that that's not someone that I need to be entertaining seriously. Um, and it's just, it's a turnoff. <laughs> uh, simply put, it's a turnoff. Like I know you're a woman, you don't, I don't want a woman that needs me. I want a woman that wants me. Okay. So you don't you don't have to uh, emphasize that with that level of um, you don't have to emphasize it in the in in that same manner. Let's put it that way. Did you
1: want to jump
3: yeah. in, Toronto? Yeah, um, I think it's a multitude of things from internal uh, experiences, from from trauma, from being let down to disappointed mm-hmm. by. Uh, a male partner who a woman had at once trusted to to help them navigate through life. Um, it could be trauma-based. It could be a father figure who wasn't able to, you know, protect and provide in the ways that a woman would need to feel loved and secured. It could be just society's Stereotype of validating women based on their how far or close they are to securing a man, quote unquote, or, or, or being married. The, the stereotype of grandma asking where you gonna settle down and have some babies and find a man, or the stereotype of if a woman isn't uh, if a woman isn't exhibiting ladylike behaviors, telling her you know she's never gonna. Find a man acting like that, um, and her uh, defense of battling that stereotype of that trope that I don't need a man to be validate to validate my womanhood or to validate my my um, my worthiness. So it could be a, a multitude of things. In um, some ways, since you ask personal experiences, it's really a way to see if. A man is interested in uh stepping into a role so not, instead of asking you know could you be supported in this manner is to say I don't want that I don't need that and see what he does about it because some men are ego-based and if you tell me I can't do something or uh, you don't need something then I want to show you that I can maybe younger men do that but um yeah, it's 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 a great question. It's it can be approached by several several different ways. Um I think I think the biggest part of it is is society based. The measurement of a woman being worthy by um is she married, does she have kids? What does her husband do? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Go ahead. Go
2: ahead, no, I would just say that I would completely agree with that, and then also to echo, echo um, Carl's sentiment um, is I think it's all about emotional intelligence and um, what I've discovered because you know I've done the work I've done I've had to do a lot of work on myself through different things in my life and actually the last guy I dated here in Chicago, we had a very interesting conversation about paying cell phone bills and how he had to pay his ex's cell phone bills. And she was horrible with money. And it led to a conversation of him saying how, you know, him trying to figure out how he fit into my life.
5: Mm. And I
2: said, I don't need you to pay my cell phone bill. I want, I'm not interested in what you can do for me. I want you. And when Carl made the comment earlier, it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I want you to want me as a person, not need me. I think a lot of people can't even, um, can't understand that com- concept. Mm-hmm. You know? so I just think it's so. there are so many different layers and nuances of trauma, bringing trauma into other spaces and places that even come into this whole, I'm a strong, independent woman, or I'm a whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, I don't need anybody, da, 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 da. And then that the people that they're seeking or the people that they're attracting versus what they're seeking. I just think there's so many nuances to that, that we all just touched upon.
1: I love that. That's so good. Now we talked about emotional intelligence and I love this group because I know everyone on a person, you know, to a certain, you know, Dana and I, like, (laughs) we're sister family friends. Right. And the other men, the men on the panel, like I have relationship with you guys and i've and i've sat with y'all and i know y'all well enough to know that y'all have done the work and the importance of doing the work um and i wanted to jump into vulnerability because i think along to echo some of the things i've said sometimes when we leave with that i don't need nobody i'm battle by myself i blah, blah, um there's a fear of vulnerability there right and sometimes when you fear being vulnerable you put on this armor for whatever reason Rondell that you said it could be a myriad of things so I would love to ask Dana what and then to the men (laughs) what allows you to feel vulnerable in dating someone and taking I guess I don't want to say the cape off but allowing yourself to be your true, authentic self with someone and being vulnerable, you know.
2: I'm an anomaly, so <laughs> this is the right question for me. I I ripped the band aid. Like I just, I think there's strength and vulnerability. I don't view vulnerability as a weakness.
5: Mm-hmm. Do you
2: have a security number on the first date? No, but I I I don't mind sharing. I struggle with with anxiety and depression.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Like they are just certain. I don't feel any shame about the person that Dana is. Mm. I don't um, So being vulnerable is not difficult for me, um, but I do find that my ability and willingness and comfort with my vulnerability is
5: intimidating.
2: more. Mm. I've, oh, I've discovered that because not everybody is in that space, mm-hmm. and then they're like, I think oftentimes we're like, okay, well, what's the hook?
5: Mm-hmm. So,
2: what, what is what's that hook okay so this person's being honorable this person's trusting you or this person's, doing this. this person's doing that what's the hook um yeah I don't I don't think I'm the right person for the vulnerability conversation I I, I in your vulnerability in those points where you look for your weakness Brene Brown says you know that's where you can fl- find your blind spots and you can correct them mm-hmm. vulnerability is not a weakness it's, and so um I'm very comfortable being vulnerable. Now, as someone who dates BIPOC men, I don't think our society has spaces for men of color to be vulnerable. So therefore, I also think it may not be fair to automatically expect the gentleman I'm dating to be in this vulnerable space and be able to code switch into this vulnerability like he's one of my best gals. I don't think that that's always fair either. So I think there has to be some grace and patience in vulnerability as well.
1: Oh, Dana, you read my soul. (laughs) You read my soul as far as getting to the point as a woman being comfortable with the conversations around vulnerability, me dating a man and then a man of a particular age from a particular era (laughs) with a particular mindset.
5: Yeah. Maria, I'm not one
1: of your girlfriends, yo. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs)
2: it's the yo at the end yo for real but you know what though i think those moments of vulnerability will happen but you just can't expect them to happen like you and i at brunch with some mimosas Maria. right
1: right and i had to adapt to that and it was he's like yo when i'm ready i will tell you things i will get there but you gotta let me be me and maria had to listen and pay attention i said all (laughs) <laughs> okay, back off. You understand? So it, it it's to that point of as women, it is easier of us to be a little vulnerable, but men, especially, you know, black men, and I've had these conversations with so many men before about not feeling like they have those spaces to be vulnerable. And oftentimes in situations with their partners, girlfriend, wife, you know, whomever, you know, living whatever, fiance feeling like sometimes in those moments of vulnerability it was then used as a weapon later down the line so feeling like they could you know feel comfortable and i've heard black men to even say i feel more comfortable talking to my boys to my mans than i do to my ladies sometimes which is like jarring for me right so i would love for the men to jump in on this conversation about vulnerability
4: not embarrass
1: me <laughs> to embarrass you how we embarrassing you girl wait you broke up what's up oh,
4: we you... oh on... now we hear you I'm on a bridge I'm sorry y'all
1: it's okay uh,
4: what I mean by that is I don't do anything to embarrass myself mm-hmm. right so if I confide in you something that's really really painful or something that i don't normally share yo keep that between us Mm. why are you why 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 is this in your group chat Mm. why is this why is this the topic of conversation um why why did this get back to me and i know i only told you Mm. You now you're embarrassing me and and that is such a level of fear men have like you make me not want to be vulnerable mm-hmm. you make you make me not want to share this with you if as soon as you catch an attitude it's being thrown back in my face like yo mom relax like why why is this coming up again if we talked about this in confidence so it's like don't embarrass me in that way even if it's just us it's embarrassing if this is something i told you like like I don't even want to share this with you, but, but here's the deal, and for that to get thrown back in my face in an argument or used against me, or, or, or be the topic of conversation. I know sometimes you want to seek advice and things of that nature, but damn, what are we keeping between us? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like Alicia Keys once said, "Think of me as the pages in your diary." Mm-hmm. Like to get to that level of trust communication vulnerability is a huge deal. It doesn't happen that often. And um, I I I strongly desire to be there and to feel safe with you and knowing that this is between me and my um, lady. So so yeah safety safety is a big thing on both ends too because I need to also make you feel secure in knowing that I got you you know mm-hmm. what I mean like um, the last woman I was dating she had a very um, she had a very difficult situation she' was dealing with financially mm-hmm. and um, she was scared to cry in front of me she was scared to ask me for something and mm-hmm. if I would if I wasn't with her when this situation happened, I would have never known about it just because she's so used to doing everything on her own. Mm. And I had to show her a level of security that she's probably never seen in a man that she's dating, you know? She has a male best friend and she's seen that level of security in him. But as far as dating is concerned, I had to show like, nah, I got you. It's okay. Baby. Cry, cry, know. you know what I mean? But whatever we're doing is between me and you. So if I, if I need to take care of a bill or two or whatever the case may be. I got you. But she's so used to i say I don't know if I can say that here, but she's so used, to, she's so used to to men.
2: Oh you were
1: just in a good space and it broke up on you,
2: Carl. you said used to that N-word.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> See God was <goodbye. laughs> All right, so we'll circle back to Carl. Carl, we're going to have to circle back on you because we're losing you a little bit, ramondelle I would love to get you to jump in here.
4: Now, yeah. as a carrot, if you tell me something in secret or if I do so, the security of knowing allows me or allows... Yeah, that's it.
1: We missed that wrong. whole last part, Carl. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, It was good. It was getting good, I know. <laughs> It's blowing off the top of the dome. <laughs> it was getting
5: good. We missed you. All
4: right. So if I'm not mistaken, I said uh, just, a, just the security in knowing what happens with us stays with us allows me to be vulnerable and it allows my partner to be vulnerable as well. Right. And just know when I say I got you, I got you. And I'll never have to share with anyone how I got you.
1: Mhm. Mm, that's good. Rondell, you want to jump in?
3: Yeah. Um. Another great question. It's. It's important for. Me or for, I'll, I'll speak for myself, right? We navigate relationships. We navigate um, either platonic or romantic. Uh, interactions with us with with, with uh, women in our community for the sake of this conversation of vulnerability. me specifically, it would be I have to take into mind both that I, I, I preach and believe that you know black women are sacred and are beautiful and are amazing and are soulful and are healers but I can't ignore the reality of there are situations where women, Uh, can be vindictive or or, uh, be spiteful or bitter, I still choose to lean on the side of the former. Mm
5: -hmm. So I still
3: choose to see, and it could be ignorance, it could be luck, it could be um, a a poor decision, but I will always lean on the side of of the grace, of the divinity, of the soulfulness of the uh, divineness that is Black woman. So, even with vulnerability, for the most part, I'm a, if I did it, I did it. If I said it, I said it type person. So, if I feel away and felt that I had to be worried about how this might be used against me or um, would they take it and, and listen and conf- would I be able to confide in them the right way, I will take the chance and be an open book or be or pour out myself before i worry about how will this make me look how will this make me sound i definitely understand um the premise and protection that black men feel they need to have because of how society might view uh Emotionally challenged, or weak-minded, or weak-willed, or unsuccessful, or "quote-unquote" failure of a of a man. But I mean, again, Brooklyn, if I did it, I did it. If I said it, I said it. If I cried, I cried. Like, what you gonna What are you gonna do?
1: And not any like the star, like this Brooklyn. <laughs>
3: right, right, There's a difference, and I'm glad you said that.
1: You understand, from If I did
3: it, style. I did it. If I cried, I cried. Right. So,
2: and you know what though, and then I, me being the person that I am, I, I'll flip the script and be like, well, why would you want to, why would you want to use that to hurt me? So mm. I'm going to back on you because that says more about you than it does about me. So mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, you, like you said, if I did it, I did it. I said it. I said it. What?
5: Yeah. yeah why, no. do wanna, why do you want
2: to, why do you want to weaponize that against me? Right. That's, that's the thing. And then also I can't bring that into every relationship in every situation. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't want to bear the burdens of every person you ever dated in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't Reciprocate that energy either. I dated someone, you know, crazy. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I know who that is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who shared something very traumatic that happened to him in his life with the girl he dated like before me. And she spread it all. She literally made a sign and posted it outside of his apartment. <gasps> yeah. No. Yeah. And his his landlord told him. <gasps> and no. So from there, he wasn't gonna trust anybody. He was done. Me, you, <laughs> Aisha, Pamela, Renee, whoever. All of us were gonna have a horrible relationship with this person in that aspect. Right. Something that you know what I mean. So I think you also have to be mindful of those things, of those elements as well. And what you're bringing into, into your next, into your next relationship. The God, Like I said, the God's guy I dated here couldn't handle the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm in a comfortable place right now. I want to be with you. Let's build mm-hmm. something together. He couldn't handle that. But that insecurity, I can't bring into my next yeah. relationship. That's yeah. not to them or to me.
1: Right. You know, I'm
2: right. really giving us a fair shake if I do that.
1: There's two things that Dana and Carl said that I want to go into further. And Carl, you said something about in regards to being a safe space. Don't embarrass me. You know, make sure that this stays between us. And I believe for my for my woman out there listening and just in general, cover your man. And what I mean by that is like perfect instance. The other day, one of my girlfriends and I were talking and she was just like, you know, but you and did I like did I was like. I don't tell you every situation we go. As a matter of fact, you know the bare minimum, you know, because what he and I go through is between he and I. The world doesn't need to know, you know, what, 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 what he's experienced, I'm covering him, right? So I like to see myself as his safe space and I don't have to go blab everything that he did to either piss me off or what he's enduring or what he's going through, but that came out of years of experience, you know? Cause now we all, we, we didn't over, we over the 35 threshold. I think the only one who's not over the 35 threshold here, I think is Ron Depp. So it's just like, we done lived a little bit, honey. So I've learned from my mistakes and I said, nah, I'm gonna be a safe space um, for, uh, for my man. Now, Carl, you brought up this situation about this young lady that you were dating and finances brought up, right and the issue because you know child they say 50% of these marriages that be ending and be ending in divorce and they say the number one reason is finances and money and money does play a role in all of this so I kind of want to get into it and there was this research article that we that 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 we pulled up um, and in justmag.com that said, with the way modern women are now working full-time jobs and at the same time providing immense financial support, there is so much pressure on men to do better. These days, more women are steadily making boss moves. They're gracefully climbing career ladders, taking charge of businesses and leading places of power and leaps and bounds. Women are progressively advancing an area of life. Shout out to us. Now, man, I want to know, how do you feel about dating a woman who makes a significant amount more of money than you and has that call you smile <laughs> <Carl is> like, <laughs> and how does that play or has it ever played a role in your dating relationships over the years
4: salute to the woman that's making bread all right let's get there um i love i love women that, are, that that got their own bag, cause I like to add to it. Right? Come on, add to a bag! I love this, I love this topic, because I love it. I wanna see you shine, baby, I wanna, you a star. You're supposed to be shining. You're supposed to be getting red. You're supposed to be in the forefront. Like, that's great. You know, a lot, I like to say, strong women intimidate weak men. It mm-hmm. is what it is, I said what I said, right? Like Rondell right, right just said, I said what I said. Um. I want to see you shining. And if 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 I'm in a position where my woman's making more to me, she's doing all right. Right. But I wanna I wanna show her how to make more, you know? Uh-huh. And, and and if she has ideas, I wanna help her with those ideas. And if I have to play a supportive role, I'm gonna play a supportive role. You know what I mean? Like I'm cool with that. But not a lot of guys are, and I, I just I just feel like that they're intimidated by the woman to the point where a lot of I've seen this happen, a lot of men will stifle their woman's success mm. because of their own insecurities. You can't do that. I want to see you flourish. So so um, I've seen it to the point of sabotage. Mm. And that's not the dude for you. Like if your man can't can't support you then that's not the dude for you and 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 support that if, if i don't have it financially support doesn't mean i'm putting up the bread or investing in this support could mean i'm connecting you to the right people right <laughs> i I might, I might not be able to to, to put 10,000 on this particular event but i can connect you oh i know some caterers well, I, I know i know who this person I know that person that can make your life easier. Or you know what? I know this person that can sponsor this event or sponsor this particular thing. Whatever it is that your lady does, support it, right? Yo, you got to understand your purpose and walk in your purpose. And when you do that, I can help you in it as your helpmate. Like, that's the point of being with somebody. If 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 I'm doing something, I need someone to help me in, in, in that manner. You're my helpmate. Mm-hmm. I know my purpose. I'm walking in it. And if the roles are reversed, you know your purpose. You're walking in it and you're making a hefty bag in it. I'm going to do whatever I can to help support that. If I'm the dude just taking pictures, making you look good, that's my job. Right? But if I'm the one, um, yo, I don't need her to know that the, the kitchen staff is not doing their thing. Like, let me go okay. handle that to make her life easier. So whatever role, it does not have to be financial. Whatever role I can play, I'm going to play it. So I don't get insecure when it comes to finances because I do okay on my own. But you know, if she's making more than me, that's gonna motivate me to do better. Okay, like, yeah, I'm not the only one with ideas. I got ideas. Like let's 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 do this. You know. So that's how I feel.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I agree a lot. I think it is tough for most men to, again, feel validated if their woman is making more money than them and they cannot. I feel, I would say there's a healthy percentage of Black men or Black boys being raised with very little um, advice and guidance on how to take care of a family of a woman outside of providing for them financially, uh, sexually, and protection wise mm. so if you take one of those things away if i'm not able to if i don't feel i can protect you if i don't care i feel i can't provide for you then i feel invalidated or, or most some men will feel invalidated if they aren't able to do that so here you come most of my most uh young adult men might be raised you know you get a job you buy a house you find a woman you provide for her, make sure she feels good, looks nice. And a lot of that just comes with a lot of those resources are provided by how much money you make. And if a woman could do that and provide for her, for herself, then you might feel like, well, what am I good for? Mm-hmm. or What am I here for? Oh. And that might um, that might come out in reality as feeling intimidated or, or feeling insecure or not being attracted because you get a sense of pride and a sense of feel good when you're able to
5: yeah.
3: take money out of your wallet or she comes and asks you for something. But best believe, I told my wife if she if she had a job, she made a lot of money, it was something that she loved and she was able to be healthy and she was treated right in whatever the situation she, she, was, she is in, <laughs> I'd stay home. <laughs>
5: I would, I, will say her, I,
3: would only, I would only do what I love as far as uh, creativity. So right now I'm able to, to provide that from her. She she had a job. It's a really nice, um, on the surface it was really nice, you mm-hmm. know, big brand, international brand, you know, chief marketing officer, all that sweet stuff. But they treated her poorly,
5: mm-hmm.
3: underpaid her, overworked her. She was smarter than 90% of the people there. But in this situation, I was able to be like, you know you don't what good is the position the name yeah the opportunity if then you come home or we when i when I call you on the phone when we talk on the phone we talk over dinner, you know I ask you you know what racist things they said to you today oh. and you actually have a story so it it didn't it didn't uh I was able to put to vibe like look start working on what you want to do creatively don't worry about you know, finances and things like that. We always going to eat. We always going to have food. We're going to entertain ourselves. Um, but if the shoes on the other foot, I'm staying home. And <laughs> people going to ask me, hey, what you do for a living? Look, like, I, I, I uplift the, the Black community and working towards Black liberation. What do you do? Right. I just told you. Mm-hmm. I just told you. The, the validation of, <clears throat> and this is a capitalistic system, which, of course, we benefit from in so many ways, but it, it teaches a lot of toxic mm-hmm. um, and poisonous ideology. Mm-hmm. And money is so important because if we don't have it or we struggle to have it, we literally wither away. Mm. Like, like there aren't enough safety nets. If I don't have money, then I'm probably not going to eat. I'm not going to have shelter. If I'm sick, I, don't, I won't have someone to take care of me. So it that's why I feel like it's so so stressful and it's more about society and the structure of society than it is um striving for uh, making a lot of money, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um so I think so I think that is really important. And I'm not alarmed or surprised that so many divorce is more about money than um do we still love each other? Do we still want to be together?
2: hmm Mm-hmm. But I also think too, put my little two cents in. Go hey, hey, put them in. Put your 10 cents in, boo. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who got into marriage for the wrong reasons, though.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Chat. <laughs> like, I, I just do. I have friends who got married because I've been with him an X amount of time. He better put a mm-hmm. ring on my finger. I've been with him. Oh, we have a kid together. He better put a ring on my finger. Oh, after insert, he better duh, 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 wow. versus, do I really want to build with this person? I'm becoming a certain age. I need to so then you get it marriage is a very real thing it's not the play play it's not just a bridal party it's not just the this party it's it's a very real thing and now they're looking at the person across them and they're like wait a minute we don't have those same values we don't have those same views, opinions and approaches to things such as money you know you now you now realize you know your partner would rather be homeless than not wear Gucci or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like you're like, what? Huh? Well, who is that person? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think you know, finances is also a thing that you have to just have a, a healthy uh, you know, you have to have those conversations and those relationships, uh, healthy relationships with those things and just align on certain values as well.
1: Okay. Zayna, how we we've had this conversation before. Uh-oh. Like I said, we sister boo girlfriends, right? <laughs> And we talked about like financial security and relationship. And then also you, because you, you said plenty of times that men have said you have come off intimidating, right? Yeah. Because of this. Or, oh, and I'm like, and people have said it to me. I'm like, have you ever had one conversation with her? Cause she is the funniest human being, but she's a goofball. But I say that to say, What has been your experience encountering, you know, men who may feel a little threatened by your, you know, I want to say independentness, but more of just being secure in yourself, financially, emotionally, all of that. What has been your experiences with that?
2: God, (laughs) God. I, I, you know, I think it may have been Carl that said, I see self-sabotage it's a lot of self-sabotage that happens it's a why are you interested in me why are you here and I've literally been asked those questions Um, yeah yeah, absolutely and I don't know I can't I I just I'm so fully present and so fully myself and truly love myself Mm -hmm. that I just show up the same person you meet on day one is the same person going to be on day 9,752. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay,
2: This is who she is. Um, and I think that in itself is intimidating. Um, I've been through a lot. I've done a lot. I've experienced a lot and it shaped this person. And so I also have, I've had to also realize too that the life I've lived thus far is not traditional. That's intimidating. Um,
1: Can you share people who, who may not know what you, I know what you mean like that because I'm your friend. But can you share people why that your life hasn't been traditional I could say.
2: Oh, well, i come from a small town in central Louisiana. I went to New York City as a classically trained dancer. Then I started working in media and I was behind the scenes in media and went to school and got all these degrees and student loans and <laughs> then ended up on camera and interviewing these people. And I travel all the time. I love traveling. Um, I, it's nothing for me to take a backpack and just bounce um, to some foreign country. Like Maria will call me and say, where are you?
5: First
2: Japan. Course, she'll be like, "I'm in Japan, girl. I'm like, a Korean by myself. I'm in Tokyo till Tuesday. What's up?" <laughs> um, so I think that me just want, but that's nothing to that has nothing to do with them. That's just me being a person who I want to soak up every aspect of life because I only have one. Mm-hmm. And you want to do that with me? Cool. If not, cool. You know, like I think those elements of my personality um I find you know are are intimidating and then I'm a 40 year old woman so then the questions come why haven't you been married what's wrong with you Mm. I'm like I've been dating people like you no (laughs) (laughs) um you know (laughs) you have you have those questions you have those questions as well um and I'm just I just show up Honestly, my energy is strong. I just show up. This is, this is who I am. I could cook, want to make a cake, make a cake. I don't really care. Just be present. Just be transparent. Just be honest. Just be authentic. And you show up too. Um, I was telling somebody, I, the last guy I dated, I said, you know, I've never had the option to not show up in my life. I don't understand people who don't show up for themselves who don't show up for their opportunities or just show the fuck up in life like Mm -hmm. i've never had that opportunity you know when you're thousand miles away from home by yourself you don't have no family you better show up especially in new york city because the city will eat you up Mm -hmm. you know um and then that's how i developed this like what Rondell said i said what i said what (laughs) attitude you know brooklyn it does it to you um so so those aspects of my personality i've been told are intimidating but I can't change who I am because if I do, one day I'm gonna roll over and resent you. Mm. So yeah. I can't I can't do that to myself. That's not fair to me, that's not fair to you. If we have children, that's not fair to them. So I just I'm just gonna show up and be fully present. If it's for you, it's for you, if it's not, it's not, and it's okay.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: But don't try to break me in the process.
1: Mm. I love that. Yeah. I you said something that really stuck out, you talked about kind of like the ways young men have been taught is particularly in our communities, um I guess around identity being, being able to protect, provide, and Rondell, I admire you so much from the day I met you. I said, he's special and different. You have, you, it, and I was honestly taken aback when I found out how old you are. I was like, he's only 20 like <laughs> at the time right but you had this level of being marriage and family minded and you were just for the people about the people right and you said something about the next generation and how they've been taught they necessarily haven't been taught these these tools they haven't been given these tools what advice would you give to a young man in regards to building those tools and share a little bit more where did you get your magic from
3: <laughs> I mean, I got mine from a black woman. Yeah, you who got go. hers from a black woman. Who got hers from a black woman? So, my, you know, I credit all that to my mother. And I mean, there's, there's some of it I haven't figured out. Like, uh, many black men grew up with amazing com- and in struggling, but amazing communities around amazing people around uh, nurturing black women. Most men have that big mama, if not in their family, in the neighborhood, because they learn about nurturing and they learn about caring and they learn about, you know, grandmother telling them to slow down and breathe. Um, But not all people stay with those tools. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a part of it where I don't necessarily know how I knew to listen and how certain seeds that was planted in me at a young age blossomed some years later because I didn't take all the advice immediately. Um, But I think uh losing some of those people who are important to me made me kind of slow down and realize uh what's what matters in life and what's really important i think on the last podcast we talked we spoke about risk reward and as bad as you might feel if you get embarrassed if a girl plays you if she hangs out a sign outside your apartment which is crazy um it doesn't it doesn't equate to how amazing you will feel if you find you the right one, when you both are ready and you both can provide for each other and love each other and be there for each other and join in communion and in and, and front of God and maybe start a family. That's what uh, God feels right. It it doesn't compare. And I think in many ways I've learned maybe a few years ago, we we don't give our hearts as much credit as it deserves when we use language like, you know, my heart is broken or I'll never love again or I'll never love somebody as much as I love you and it's in the moment is like makes total sense I think we've all probably said that or know someone who has said it but there's no bound to how deep and how full your heart can feel if you tap into it. I have a friend that's been married for 10 years
5: mm-hmm. almost
3: 10 years and there was a span of time where he'll he'll be like yo I never lo- I never knew I loved my wife this much until this happened. And then six weeks later, something else happened. He's like, I never thought I loved my, my wife this much. It's like even, even in that language he's using, he's put a he's putting a ceiling or a cap on how much
5: wow. he can
3: actually love his woman. And it grows and it grows and grows. And you ask someone who's been married for 30 years, 40 years, they'll keep telling you, my the love grows and grows and it and it and it wavers. And I think what helped me understand that is. Oh, what help what that helps me understand is is grace and forgiveness how many times I've been a fool and made a mistake allows me to accept or be aware that people will be a fool and they'll make mistakes uh, I have to protect myself as well so we can't just let everyone back into our lives but the capacity that people as as much as people can be evil and Vengeful and bitter, they just have—they have as much of a capacity to be amazing and loving and nurturing and caring. And if you spend so much time protecting yourself from it, uh, or, or, or protecting yourself from the risk of the negativity and the violence and the downside of things, I mean, you also limit the opportunity to reap the benefits from it. So it is tough. I'm not an expert on navigating. You know when to let it all out when to reel it back i don't know i don't think anyone will ever be because we're humans at the end of the day but there is something really just amazing about embracing the beautiful things that life gives you a taste of that uh when you, when you see what community does at its best, you learn to trust it. You learn to envision it. You learn to long for it. When you see what love does at its best. If you think about the best uh, partner or woman has made you feel you want that. And how do I get that? How do I better prepare myself to grasp that, to find it, and to keep it when I do find it, okay. um, is what's really important. And I and I know that is a large reason of why I knew that when I found my wife now that there's a part, there's a lot of work that I have to do to make sure that this is right, that I want this. And how do I show up every day to make it, um, to make it worth her while? Cause she, you know, it's her, it's her decision too. She had to say yes.
5: Uh-huh.
3: Um, she had the degree, she had to see the same vision that I did, but like just the, the big, the big thing is, and I want to have a more in-depth conversation about it one day is the the kind of limit limits we put on our heart, um
1: mm. yeah. Why, why day, do we uh, think that is, ronzel You you can see you see Rondell is this. Just... <laughs> I love me but why do you think that is? Why do you think? Why do you guys think that we put limits on our heart? You know, why do you think that there's? I don't know if y'all are experiencing, but I feel like there's a stray away from desiring marriage and family and to me i look at things from a different level i said of course because if you attack the family you attack the society you know when you attack the everything starts at home and the family at home so if there is an attack on the family structure it spews out to other areas in our society and i'm just like sometimes i look at us and i'm like are we getting it right god (laughs) i don't know if we're getting it all the way right but why do you think that is Is that stray away from Rondell, like you said, from what your heart can do? And Rondell, you said it. You said something. I'm about to go and listen to, like, the dopest R&B music Rondell says, mm-hmm. what love can be at its best? That's a whole song! <laughs> well, why, do you, why do you think that is? Why have we strayed away from that?
2: I think it's easier to fall off than to step up. (laughs) Yeah, it does take it does take work. I'm not saying like arduous, painful work, but it Uh it have to be intentional. You have to be thoughtful. You do it. It it is an effort. It is a conscious decision to be present and to be present with that person. And in a society where we have access to any and everything at our fingertips at all times Uh and, and options. It's way, it's much easier to just move on to the next option and, mm-hmm. and fall off, you know? But the reality is the person who's in the bed next to you every night is the person that can hurt you the most. Oh, Jesus. On every single level, on every single level. Um, you see that throughout history, mm-hmm. from Cleopatra to the gang bang on the corner. You know, it's the chick who turned him in, you know, or whatever, like you, you see these things. So I, I think it's just, it's, it's also a, a form of protection though. It's also a form of, I don't want to be hurt. It's also a form of, of, I don't know if I can handle being hurt. You know, I think those things are all, are, are all signs of, of, of just like guarding ourselves.
1: Carl, I'd love to hear what you got to say on this. Carl still there? I think he's moving around. Carl, can you hear us?
2: Either Carl's frozen or he just flashed back to another yeah. relationship on us in his head. <laughs> I think Carl, I don't know if Carl is there: I remember that it. summer of such and such. That summer
1: 2007. <laughs> Ronda, do you want to jump in? Because I know you brought about going deeper and having that discussion about, you know, kind of the barriers we put on our heart.
3: Um. I mean the, the the language makes it easy. I don't know when the phrase, you know, my heart is broken came about, but it's it's Mm-mm. traveled and everyone yeah. is everyone has probably used that term. And I think that gives birth to other things like, you know, I'll never love again or um I've oh I've never loved someone this much. Is it's just it's it's just uh I think it's easy because in so many things we, we put a cap on, we put a cap on, there's a cap on how much, not we, we put it, we put a cap on our goals to make a number of how much money we want to make a level. We want to reach kids. We want to have a property we want to own, like everything about us is, is measured in uh, a number or a level, or there's a, there's a, there's a top point to reach. And I think love is literally the only thing that, does, literally doesn't have a limit it's the, it's the most powerful um energy in the universe and we can't define it the same way we do things in the in the real world um so it's it's very easy to want to put a limit on it or to imagine there's a limit on it um but i think we break i think we into a different realm when we imagine relationships we, we we imagine our purpose when we look at it like It's endless. There's no measure. There's no measurement we could put uh, or surround the, the ways we love people, how much we love people, how much we can love ourselves and what we do.
1: I think, too, like, we also have to manage our expectations about relationships, marriage in particular, right? I think we see the Hallmark movies and the amazing movies all around Black love, and it's the happy ending, (laughs) Right, and it's like at the end of the story, everybody's happy, but we don't see what happens after they get married, after he said I do, after they get back together, and understand that in a relationship, marriage, that person is going to hurt you. Accept that, like they're not gonna. Every day is not gonna be you know the hallmark channel. There are gonna be things that that person is going to say to disappoint you. There are going to be things that that person is going to do that's going to, you know, frustrate you, you, offend you. That's a relationship. But I think part of the issue is, one, we don't manage our expectations. So then when those challenges come up, we automatically say, oh, this is no longer serving me. I'm out. And I'm like, are you going to move on to the next thing where it's going to be a same deal of challenges? You're going to have to work through it. You know, back to your point, Dana it's easier what said, to step, to step up.
2: I'll often step up.
1: Yeah, it's easier. So it's like, I think as a people, we have to kind of be real with one another, and say, no, this, this, this is gonna, that person is gonna piss you off. <laughs> that person is going to piss you off. And that's, that's essentially part of and it. And that's,
3: that's separate from love. That I could love someone, they could hurt me greatly. I can choose to not allow them in my life anymore. I could still love them if that's yeah. how I feel. Because again, there's, there's no boundaries. Like like there's people that I love who I don't speak with, who I haven't seen in a very long time. They take up space in my heart, but right. I still have more than enough love to share with people I who I haven't met yet uh-huh. um, or relationships that haven't, um, haven't yet to this point taken up so much of my life uh but it's important like to separate that because yeah. learning writing as I go in marriage like if something my wife does something I don't like but shares my feelings like that won't change mm-hmm. the love I have for her or how I love for her, if I love her yeah. at best I might be I might be a little bitter but uh not bitter um what's the word when you try and get back at somebody
5: Redictive?
3: What's that word? Redful, no. No. Nah. I'll think of it. Um, but, right. But yet, yeah, like, you some someone you love can hurt you. You can choose to not move uh-huh. forward with them. But that doesn't, I don't think, I think, again, I think love is so much more powerful than that. That doesn't mean we have to stop loving them. Uh-huh. Uh, the, fit, the The action part of it, yes. But I don't mean, that don't mean internally, like, they'll be erased from my heart. So, but yes, you can choose to not be in a relationship with them anymore.
1: True, absolutely. And I think too, you, you, it's like, man, grace and forgiveness is
0: huge.
1: <laughs> and it's like it's not easy to be in a relationship, like you said, Rondell, when someone hurts your feelings. It's like, oh my gosh, what you said disappointed me. So now I just want to run away. And I'm like, you know, sometimes we have to be able to say, all right, let me it it was it really that serious the other day. I was talking to a friend about a situation. It was like, girl. She, was, she said something, she was like, is this the mountain you want to die on? Like mm-hmm. pretty much, girl, is it that deep? And I had to step back and say, all right, Maria, maybe maybe you are overreacting. But I do have a question from an audience. And this, this was a question that was submitted in regards to um, submission, <laughs> which I know, and this is my second to last question, but... Uh, she says how do I adjust from being a strong independent woman handling everything on my own to now having to consider someone else and being submissive in marriage or a relationship that is intended for marriage
2: <laughs> Data, your face Dana's like I don't know, Girl, you, I know said, you know what it is when it's the right person you'll know and you'll be comfortable any donkey just lead me off the cliff girl i can't if i know better and i'm like nah babe i don't think you should do that just because i want you to feel big or whatever i can't i can't let you do that the wrong person in your life can wreak havoc um so i don't i think when there's someone you feel truly comfortable and safe with submitting however you define that it's not going to be, a, it, it's not an issue. It's not a conversation. And the person that you're with, they already know who you are.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Like they know, you know what, they already know that it's It's not going to be like a, yeah, you need to do what I say, that type of thing. It, it's, it'll be a healthy dynamic versus this controversial one. I think it's our gut feelings that are telling us, this person can barely cross the street by themselves, but I'm supposed to let them <laughs> move in and pay the con ed bill hold on hold on hold on Not I just the the sense to say something ain't right you know like i think i when when it's when it feels right it feels right there's only one person i've ever dated in my whole life where i truly felt that comfortable with mm. only what, one
1: what made you feel comfortable d
2: he was um very mature very emotionally intelligent Hmm. and I knew he had my best interest at at heart
1: oh that's good and
2: so because I knew those things I felt there was like a sense of like just peace and comfort I knew if he said he was going to do something he was going to do it and it was was just like this this sense of peace and comfort and he knew better than me most times because I'm (laughs) hard-headed and he's like no you need to have a cup of coffee because you're not going to be around me all day not on no cop like he was just, you know, and, and he, it and the way he approached it was in a way that was um, not intimidating. So it, it felt safe, it felt mm-hmm.
5: safe.
2: But I think to answer that person's question, when it's the right person, you'll you'll feel co- a level of comfort and peace. It won't feel like you a lion and, or a gazelle on Discovery Channel and you about to get your life just messed up.
1: Not a gazelle. I, I agree from a woman's perspective. I don't think every man is worthy of your submission. Like my, I'm like, if you can't, my, my, my litmus test is like, if you can't lead a date, what makes me think that I can <laughs> expect you to, like you said, Dana, come in and pay the comment bill. Like, it's just like, if you need me to walk you through something as elementary as a date, then you're not the man for Maria. Maybe another woman would think that's okay, but I need you to be like, show up. <laughs> so if I if I feel like you lead that and then you start to see other areas like, oh, like you said, Dana feeling safe, feeling comfortable, then you know it's that it's that ability to just say, Oh, I, I trust you. And Dana, you said something you know that person has your best interests mm-hmm. at heart. You know, there's only one man that I have felt one thousand a hundred percent safe for. And he knows exactly who he is, you know. Um, and that's why he's he's that's why he's he exists, you know, because that's why he's there and that's why he's here. It's because at the level of security, I knew for a fact that nothing bad was ever going to happen to me in his presence and it's and it's crazy that it took you know 36 years of living on this planet before i ever felt that so i i definitely understand that dana do the men want to chime in here you hear me yeah we hear you
4: all right smooth so smooth, smooth. yeah i love what dana said that best interest in mind part that's the that's the key factor right there. That's the uh, that's the key component. I'm not gonna lead you off a cliff. I wouldn't do that to you because I wouldn't do that to me and you're a reflection of me, right? So um, if I have your best interest in mind, I'm gonna approach things in a different or delicate way when uh, it comes to you, right? So, so to the shortest way for me to answer her question is pay attention to what he offers and be okay with saying okay that's how you can start to trust a little bit more and be okay with releasing whatever task or thing or event whatever it is that you were going to do pay attention to what they offer to lighten your load right and then you can start trusting them with small things to build up your trust for the bigger things you know like 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 maria just said um hey, you know what? He told me, don't make plans for Thursday. Let's see what he's about to do. Mm-hmm. And then he actually delivers with a dope ass date. And you're like, oh, this was a great time. Okay. So the next time he, he offers or suggests something like that, you're going to naturally be like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. I'll make sure my Friday's clear to that, you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So, so the small things that build up is one, paying attention to what he offers and delivers on is too. And then by, by the time those things are consistent enough, you'll build up a level of trust and security and be willing and wanting to submit.
5: Exactly, Perfectly said.
3: Yeah. I'll add, I'll add, I'll add under the premise that it is what's best in a relationship for the woman to be submissive to the man. Cause again, if, you all love each other you're compatible but bro like like bro can't multitask if he got poor short-term memory uh if all of the woman is just more organized if she's the better planner if she's if she's uh better equipped to influence certain decisions in the relationship more than the man then that has to be acknowledged on both sides and that has to be accepted if If it is, if we're going to accept that for the purpose of this question that the woman needs to be submissive, should be submissive to the man for the relationship to be successful, then bro, you've got to, I think what what really both of you are saying or have said is that if he plans, is is prepared, and he's consistent, Mm -hmm. then I almost never speak in certainties or include large groups of people. But there are very few women who are successful, responsible, independent. That if you could make her day life a bit easier or perform better in a certain area than she would, that she wouldn't be like, Yeah, like go ahead. I've been in relationships and I don't I don't necessarily enjoy cooking, but I love food. If I cook better than the person I'm in a relationship with, then I'm then I'm cooking. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna enjoy the food less because I feel as a man, I need, the woman should be cooking. Like I enjoy the food. So if I, if I, uh, if my food tastes better then be eating my food, Um, that's just picking one like stereotypical gender role. Um, But for men, like don't go into a relationship or dating expecting a woman to be submissive. If you don't give her more than enough reasons Uh, to be submissive to you. And don't think that just because you're a man, you are owed submissiveness from the woman that you are dating. Like, you have to show and approve it. Like, I promise you, she can make as much money be successful as well organized. If you can deliver, you make her day a little bit easier, you take one thing off her mind that she don't got to worry about, I'm relatively positive she will gladly just show up Uh and be like, follow me
1: okay <laughs> we will pull up we'll be like ready set go
3: Just, <laughs> just like so like so much men so much stress could be caused mentally trying to plan trying to make sure it works out well trying to make sure it comes out the way you intended it to like if you and you have to be talented because women are really good at things that men aren't as good at
1: uh, Multitasking, <laughs> one of them
3: multitasking being organized being prepared remembering things like so if, if you if you equip especially if you work on those things while you're single if you equip yourself with those skills when i was single i was cooking i was cleaning i was i was doing what i needed to do so if a woman showed up if she if if i had to fill in those spaces or those gaps in her life i was prepared to do so especially okay. if i loved her and 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 I felt like this was what's best for us to 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 manifest manifest into something bigger. Um, but yeah, you might you might meet a woman. She might have all those things. If you could make her day a little bit easier, that's the, that's why I just need you to remember for the for the men that's listening. You Make a day a little bit easier, a little less stressful, and you do a good job at it.
2: Well, add one thing. I just do to- want- like, go ahead. Woo! I add one thing. You said you said two things. One, you said. If submission is like the qualifier for the success of your relationship. You have to be honest with yourself about that. Then mm-hmm. oh god, it was something else you said. Oh, I just want to say this: you're right. Some people are not good planners, they're not mm-hmm. good at that. You're absolutely correct. My personal policy is <laughs> the same hustle-grinded effort you put into your job. I want you to put into me. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, now you got X amount of people working for you and you doing this and you doing that, you managing 18 different projects, but you can't open an app on your phone mm. and in that's five seconds in five seconds just make the reservation just send it to me i'll be i'm the person to be like oh, he doesn't know what i'm doing thursday at seven i'll be ready <laughs> 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 you know what i mean like just just those simple uh, that that so that's my thing This like you got people who will sit there and keep refreshing the sneakers app because mm. X, Y, and Z dropped. That same effort, keep that, keep that same energy when, in my opinion, when it comes to the people you want in your intimate space and you want to build with, specifically me. I can't watch you putting your effort into making it to X, Y, and Z with your boys, doing doing this and this and this with your work, with your job. You still trying to go to your ex-girlfriend because her whatever is broken and you're trying to be reliable and dependable like all those things but you won't have a cup of coffee with me and go to the farmer's market I'm right. old, that's what i like to do i'm an old lady just so y'all know so like you know what i mean so my thing is if, the, if but but if i see you're at a certain level at every other aspect of your life then i know okay this is kind of the energy this person is on but don't don't you don't you be out here building
1: whole empires
3: can i share a story real quick
1: Share the story,
3: my When I when I was when I was 21, 22, I was dating a woman and at this time I was like building one of my first companies. I was working two jobs to raise money for it. I was going to school. I was doing all these things. And we weren't I mean now that I think about it, all that lifestyle wouldn't have helped me be the man that she needed to be, especially in the relationship we was in. But she came. I had so little, I, I didn't say, I I won't say I had so little energy. I diverted so little energy in maintaining our relationship that uh, it just became a a toxic negative space for the both of us. And one day I'll never forget this 10 years later, she hurt my family so bad. She said, Rondell, she said, you are such a great person. You love your family. You love people. You do so much for people. She said, but you're a horrible boyfriend. And that like that, hurt my feelings instantly. I didn't recognize what exactly what she meant, but what she was saying was you put all this energy
5: mm-hmm.
3: into running your business and going to school and making money and your family, things like that, but you, you choose to give, you, you don't choose to give that energy towards that relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, what Dana just said was like so true. So if you, if you're the type of dude who's uh, meticulous about his diet or his going to the gym, or the sneaker app, or uh, Minecraft. I don't. I don't really play games. Whatever game, Call of Duty, all those games. But you can't direct that same energy, that preparation, that training, um, all those things to planning, providing, and protecting for the person in your relationship with. You can't make. You can't make excuses. Can't oh, it's tough to make excuses because because you have it. You just choose. You just.
2: But I also. I mean I say
3: you choose, but you you don't you don't you don't give that same effort and energy towards the woman mm-hmm. you met.
2: now i will say this though. i just want to add a caveat if i'm dating someone and i see like you are saying you're working you're in school you have a lot going on because you're trying to build things for yourself in that regard it i think it has it it's circle it, it's case by case mm-hmm. you know um i was in grad school and i was working two jobs i was working um as a sales assistant at Andy television and i was teaching dance classes in the Bronx on the weekends and I was getting my MBA in the evening uh-huh. my boyfriend I don't I, I know I saw him <laughs> I know he was there you know and sometimes it was literally like you know look I, I picked up dinner like just come over uh-huh. and knew after I eat dinner I'm, I'm falling asleep and I'm snoring <laughs> like it is what it is you know what I mean but he had he gave me grace because he's like she has this going on Right now, I don't have a lot of those things going on. I still have the same focus career-wise. I should also be pouring that type of energy into him, Mm -hmm. you know, and, like, I love to cook all the time. I can't be up in here cooking all the time and be like, oh, you didn't eat? Oh, oh, well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's shady.
2: You know what I mean? So. I just wanted to add to, to, to what you were saying, you know, so you have to consider case by case. If the person is really trying to, is in a different space in their life. Aww. Say you want to build with that person. You also have to su- support. So it's, it's like a, a yeah. new one. Yeah. Nikki
3: Giovanni said you go to work and you lie to that cracker's face. You smile in that cracker's face. She said, come home and lie to me.
2: me. So they do lie to I, me.
3: It is, it is case by case, mm-hmm. but. Not even, but it's case by case and people, I think what you just mentioned, like you, you still chose to show up in the ways that you can. Like mm-hmm. you ordered some dinner. Yeah. I didn't forget about you. I didn't forget about us and having dinner. Right. My my body shut down. I ain't got nothing to do with that. My body going right. to shut down. Mm-hmm. But there are obviously again, case by case There are people who will have all the energy in the world to hang with their friends or go to the gym for three mm-hmm. hours or They'll, they'll wait in the barbershop for two hours. i wait in the barbershop Word. for two hours.
5: Do so they want the that haircut? We all in the barbershop for two <laughs> hours. For they, two want hours. Want <laughs> they want that haircut.
3: They want that haircut. They won't miss a text from the barber saying be here by two. They'll be yeah. there by two. But you can't show up and be on time for the woman that you
5: mm-hmm.
3: that's in the... a relationship with. So, absolutely. but That nigga money be quote thing never beautiful. leave my mind.
1: Carl want to get in on this. I see Carl want to get in.
3: No, no, I'm,
4: I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation. I love this. Uh,
1: okay, I think that's so funny because Babe tells he says it all the time. He's like, yo, like sometimes, you know, we are taught to go so hard after our careers, after education, and all this other stuff. And it's like, why can't you go that hard for your relationship? Like, it, I didn't even know that to quote for Nikki G. Gio- Giovanni, but he. Says, I'll send you the video. Oh, you have to, and he's like, you go to work for that white in and you go do everything that that man tells you to do. And when you come home, you want to make a sandwich?
4: <laughs> I, will, so I, will, I will jump in and add to that. Y'all, this kind of was too good. Um, I, you know, I'm the hip hop quote guy. Um, fab- Fabulous once said, busy man, but for you, I'm free. Mm. So, it does, yo. You know how many times I've I've dated women? They're like, "Oh, you too busy for me. You this, this, that, that." that. I'm busy for you. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you know what the, the the crazy thing about it is, I know how I act with the woman I want to be with. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't miss a text. You feel <laughs> me? I'm like, I'm, I'm I could be on stage the in thing. the middle of the presentation, like, oh, uh, oh, hold on, y'all. It's like, yo, you you will text that person back because that'll be the, what, what, what Drake said. Um, oh, check this out. Drake said, um, I wanna get the exact quote right. Um, Everything I do is either for her or about her. So I'm with her, even though I'm here without her and you know mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're on my mind all the time. Even if I'm out shopping, I'm going to get two of these, you know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to know your side. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make the time. I'm going to make the effort. If I can go hard in business, I can go hard in making you happy too. I I agree with that 1000%. So even the busiest people, and I know it, I know it sounds crazy, but even the busiest people will prioritize the person that they want to be with, you know? So, so that's just, it just is what it is. And it, it might not be, financially or whatever the case may be, you might not get all the time, uh-huh. but you'll get the time. Like, oh babe, listen, I'm I'm tied up right now, but but you you know my schedule. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna hit you back as soon as I can. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Something quick like that. Or if you're on stage and they show up for you, you can you can feel the difference. Yeah. You know, so it's like you're gonna put in the effort for the person you want to put in the effort for.
2: And I also too think a lot of people aren't realistic. If you want a certain lifestyle or you want to be with somebody that has a certain lifestyle, that's gonna require certain hours. Mm. that may not be nine to five that may not be traditional that may not be standard so <clears throat> you can't say i want to be insert island here designer here lifestyle here seriously and that person is not putting in the work you know you know the, the work that they're putting in their their hours they're keeping are keeping aren't going to have to come you know align with that so mm-hmm. I, I think that that's that's fair you know so you, i think you have to be honest with yourself too, like I've dated people who they don't like. Wait, hold on. On Monday, you didn't have anything going on for a week, but you just got booked to go to LA for something. So now you're leaving on Wednesday. I I don't know how I feel about that. That's like, your problem. <laughs> yeah, know, I'm back like the I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back, You know, but but you know, so so you have to be with somebody that just understands.
1: Yeah, and if, yeah, and what you said, Dana, like is gracious to you in that season who understand listen I'm not I I can't no longer go out on Thursday do you just said you just said I was supposed to be in New York Mm -hmm. but such and such happened you know as your friend if I can give you grace as your friend like girl I know next time you come you know we're gonna catch up you have to also be that gracious with other people and respect of what their respective lifestyles are you know I remember my barber speaking of (laughs) my barber was telling me a a situation where he was in where he was dating someone and because he also um is an MTA bus driver you know they work all sorts of hours and you know it was hard in one of the previous situations that he was in because he was just like since I, like, what am I gonna do? I'm working Friday night, <laughs> you know. So it was like having having that having that um that grace for for other people. So we we have been chopping it up for like an hour and a half. I want to respect everyone's time. I just want to just if anyone has. Any last words to share, words of encouragement? Y'all know we have some young women, young men, older women, older men, everybody listening. So any last words that anyone wants to share about anything that we discussed?
4: Ooh, before before that, I got, I got, a, I got a question for Rondell.
1: Ooh, come on, question.
4: I got a question. I always ask all of my married friends this.
1: Ooh, I'm ready. <laughs>
4: How did you know she was the one?
1: Go ahead, and I was gonna ask that, but I was like, well, "Let me mind my business." But Carl, thank you for reading my mind. Thank you.
2: <laughs> no pressure, Rondell. No pressure.
5: No pressure.
3: No, I, I don't feel pressure. I, it was. I just I decided she was. Ooh,
5: that's
3: good. I decided she was gonna be. I just I decided. Right, so, you know, I love her. She loves me. She's a beautiful person, Like right? Past all that. When it comes to what makes, I think, in my young marriage, marital time, what makes marriage successful is, do we both possess the capacity to navigate through this life together? Because again, a lot of people divorce, as we know, for reasons aside from, I just don't love you anymore. I don't think we together. It's finances, it's differences and fidelity, like so many other things. So. Right, realize I'm in love with this person. She's in love with me. Um, one thing I like to do, and this is a gym for all my fellas, all people who aren't married yet, I read the lyrics to Show Me Love by Raman S. Send
5: hmm. yeah, me that too, Rondo.
3: <laughs> you know the song. Uh, Baby, if you love me, you better show me love. That song, but if you read okay. the lyrics, Ooh,
2: she's dropping song gems. Song I listen to on the treadmill. Uh-huh. that's <laughs> a I was like, that's a barbecue song.
3: <laughs> but you got so it's so it's so hip. You don't even catch it. What she's what she's telling you,
5: uh-huh. like
3: heartbreaking promises. I have more than my share. Oh like, yes. my love is guaranteed. So just read the lyrics. Well, uh, yeah, read the lyrics for for people who are. Um, curious about what to expect and, and what to look for in relationships. But I, yeah, I, I decided, I decided um, that there was going to be things that I needed to change and provide for her. Uh, I communicated if there are what things need to be changed, provided for me, and that we we can make a decision to, 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 to share this life together and, and, and be in love and work through things that exist outside of do we, like each other, right? Like when, when times are hard, are we gonna be able to communicate if adjustments needs to be made? Are we gonna to work together to get through this life together? Cause it's, it's tough. It's tough walking outside the door and facing, and facing so many, um, so many uh, hills that life has to offer in this society. And there's my, this time that we're living and there's so many things to struggle with, but can we come together at the end of the day and support each other moving forward in a healthy, loving companionship Uh, so again i mean every day i have to choose to um be at least be the person or be a better version of the person that she decided and accepted that she wanted to spend her life with and she does the same for me so it was so it was a no-brainer it was a no-brainer the love was there it's extremely important but there's so much outside of just do we love each other that is important when we decide who we want to be with um, and make a decision to spend the rest of our lives together, because life is tough, man. Especially for us, yeah. life is tough. It's expensive. Sure, in
1: um, Brooklyn, it is.
3: It's expensive, <laughs> man. It's yeah. expensive. So, like, it's it's it's, it's like I don't want to skip over the, the romantic gushy stuff. Like, the love was there. That's important. Very often, people fall in love and they just stopped there. But how, again, how are we going to navigate through this life together? How are we going to remember that we love each other? How are we going to be there for ways outside of, you know, I love you. I love you too. You're beautiful. Thank you. Um, So that was really important. And again, the decision every day to be a good husband or to keep the promises I made um, before we got married is is of the utmost importance, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's a lot of work. You have to constantly remind yourself, like, you know, when you were single in a relationship and you didn't feel like talking about it, or you, you just feel like sweeping under the rug, it don't really work like that no more. Mm. When you're struggling to make a decision, you can't just do it all by yourself now. You have to communicate it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I decided she was the one.
5: That's
1: beautiful. I, I, feel I There's nothing. I don't have anything to say. There's nothing to say after that.
3: <laughs> yeah, read the lyrics to "Show Me Love."
1: You know, I'm gonna do that now. as soon as we stop or as soon as we're done. I'm gonna go make me my dinner <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and listen to that record. Rondella, that was beautiful. I decided that she was the one. You know, and it's important for us to have platforms like this and then to go and to share this with the world because somebody Mm -hmm. needed to hear that you know i love all the gems thank you everybody for sharing everybody just let people know where to follow you what projects to support you what you got coming up um i know carl probably got a list (laughs) to (laughs) call go ahead carl we you 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 mute it
4: all right good luck yeah i do got a list I'm sitting in the Royal Communications Center here. So if you want to get a photo shoot, if you want to do a podcast, if you want to do recording, uh, reach out to me, connect with me, Royal Communications Center at Royal Center CT. Um, because of the studio, I'm actually all over New York City right now. We're hosting podcast club in every single borough of New York City. So we're teaching the youth how to podcast. It's an amazing program. You can connect with me on that. And if you want to write a book, share your story, you can also connect with me as well. Everything is at Young Executive, Y-O-U-N-G-E-X-E-K-U-T-I-V-E. That's YoungExecutive.com. Young Executive executive at all social media platforms, emails at Young Executive at Gmail, whatever you need. Thank you.
5: Thank
4: you. Oh, Thank you for this platform, Maria. I appreciate you so much.
1: Oh, gosh. You know, I love y'all. Thank you. Thank y'all for supporting me, being on my side. Thank you. (laughs)
3: so <laughs> um yeah th- yeah thank you as well it was a, a beautiful healthy conversation um if you want to follow me online it's mr anderson mr dot a and d s o n um uh that call that um podcast initiative with the kids is so dope i i, I had a uh, aspiration to do that for some time but I think that's really dope what I'm doing now is producing um, podcasts for just beautiful amazing black women I know um, so Khadijah Tudor uh, Maria I think you met her we we the event I had was at her space in Brooklyn
5: oh okay mm-hmm.
3: On oh, that space uh, so conversations with Khadija the podcast mm-hmm. check that out um, also Nadia Lopez I do her podcast
1: you do not to- you
3: know Nadia mm-hmm
1: <laughs> all love, all love, love it, love it, love yeah. it. Okay, I
3: do her podcast, a, a very, very important conversation and platform, um, dismantling the prison, the school to prison pipeline. Oh. It's called Detention with Dr. Nadia Lopez, um, and then yes, yeah, so hopefully some community events coming up this summer. Mm-hmm. I'll just stay tuned for that. Thank you.
2: I'm just staying aware on all platforms i am only on like three of them but active on one because it takes a lot uh info at justina Blair.com. and uh yeah i'm around some things are happening but i can't speak on but i'm here
1: she always these are
2: my peoples this
1: is my tribe thank you for being part of yeah my support go ahead ronto
3: sorry uh i always i don't forget sometimes i uh, overthink if I should mention it. The most important podcast, the ones of my wife's is Pretas NY. It's in Portuguese. So I don't know many Portuguese or Black Brazilians in New York aside from uh, the circle she introduced me to. Mm-hmm. But if you just so happen to speak Portuguese or you are a Black Brazilian in New York or in America, check that out. Um, and some really big things coming soon with that
1: okay what, she, what was it again say it again
2: Camacho.
3: pretas p-r-e-t-a-s uh-huh e-m-n-y
2: oh. is she Brazilian I'm yes what? I shaved my head in Bahia. Brazil has a very special place in my heart
3: that's dope she would love to hear that Taldaji. wow,
2: Taldaji. wow. Taldaji. Dana actually yeah. had a business remember the
5: business
1: yeah, Brazil. Yeah. I was yeah.
2: learning Portuguese for a while and then I that was like years ago but no Brazil is one of my very special place in my heart but in salvador
5: (laughs) that's where you did it i never knew that
1: look at that that's dope 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 so y'all heard everything thank you so much for listening thank you to y'all like i said for being part of yes my tribe and supporting embrace a legacy people i really get to call on and call friends you know and really just really just all the love and support i really don't take that for granted, you understand? I really appreciate and and really, really, really do really, really appreciate all the love and support over the years and for always taking my calls. So y'all know I will text you, email, hunt you down and be like, did you get my email? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thank you for having Grace for your girl. It's always with a good intention, right? Um, and for everyone listening, I hope that you really, really soak in what we said. Reach out to our wonderful guests. Thank you for everyone for being so gracious. And remember to subscribe and share. Share this with someone who you think may can benefit. Listen to it three more times. Do what you need to do. But to my ladies listening out there, always be a woman who embraces her legacy. Good night.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Embrace Her Legacy podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please make sure to subscribe and visit embraceherlegacy.com to make a donation or sign up to become a part of our community of volunteers and supporters. The Embrace Her Legacy Collective. Make sure you follow us at Embrace Her Legacy to get daily inspiration and join our movement. Thank you for listening and remember you're enough. You're worthy and you're a phenomenal woman who embraces her legacy.